Welcome back to the Profit Your Knowledge podcast. Today, we're talking about productivity and how to be more productive with our time so that we can have a business that works for us instead of us having to work for the business and this vicious cycle of never being able to take vacation or struggling to take two weeks off to travel somewhere with your family and do the fun stuff that we originally got into business for, right? So today, I have a special guest. This is Brittany Dixon, and she is the productivity and process improvement expert. She's here to help entrepreneurs work smarter, not harder, which is right up my ball game. So we're talking about creating routines, time management systems, getting things done faster, streamlining our business and being able to cut our work hours in half. Brittany Dixon, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. I'm stoked about productivity. It's one of my favorite topics. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I could talk for hours about all things productivity processes. (laughs) Let's do it. How about that? What made you (laughs) what made you decide to to get into like productivity? And how'd you kind of find yourself becoming an expert in that? Yeah, so I'm actually an accidental entrepreneur. I was in the event planning space and um, I worked for a corporate event planning company. We did a lot of like corporate events and catering and I've always been super organized. So I was like, oh, this is perfect for me. Well, the hours, not so much. Weekends and nights were not my jam. Then I had a family. So I'm like, this is not going to work out. So um, I actually ended up staying there and then I ended up getting fired from there because I was an out of the box thinker. That was one of their um, key points that they wanted to tell me about. And that worked in my favor because I ended up starting my own business. When I started, I organized houses. And then I actually got into this by hiring a coach from Facebook Mm -hmm. um, because I didn't know what I was doing running a business. And she was basically like, oh my gosh, you should totally teach people how to organize and be more productive with their time in the business space versus like moms at home. And I was like, Okay. I actually lived under a rock, so I had no idea this all existed. (laughs) Kind of fell into it and then kind of found my way and, you know, went down the rabbit hole of other people's funnels and figuring out the online business thing. And I just, it kept coming back to this, like me being organized with post-it notes and sticky notes and like super time management techniques. And Mm. I was like, okay, this is my superpower and I need to like actually hone in on this. So yeah, lean into it. Yeah. So I just, I saw so many entrepreneurs in that space when I kind of got into it that they were not good at that. Right. Like they started a business for something else, but like all of this stuff, they just didn't know how to handle it. And mm-hmm. that's kind of when I swooped in and started Brittany and Co. <laughs> yeah. Very cool story. I love yeah. it. The accidental entrepreneur. Always great. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, curious, you know, on the topic of that with you starting this business, kind of falling into it, um, knowing what you know now, if you had to start again, what would you do differently about entrepreneurship journey? Yeah. Oh, man. So many things. <laughs> I think when I got into the space, I felt like such an imposter because there's this like whole mm. new business that I did not know anything about. So I literally signed up for every single email list and downloaded every single freebie and webinar and masterclass and funnel and like all the things to the point that I got overwhelmed and I was like, never mind, I'm not doing this. I'm out. Mm, (laughs) So I feel like so many entrepreneurs do, and you have to do that to a degree, right? To like learn and build your skills and stuff. But I think we get on this roller coaster of like taking in all this information and then not taking action because it's safer to take, to take in information. Mm -hmm. And if I could go back, I could probably cut off like a good year and a half to two years of like agony if I wouldn't have taken all that information in and just like took action faster. So what would you have taken action on though? Yeah, I think just for me, I was 
setting up systems to make them perfect. So I had a lot of perfectionism issues at the beginning too. And Mm -hmm. I think I waited way too long to put myself out there and be like, I'm the expert in this thing. Um, and I think if I would have done that faster and stopped trying to like perfect the back end, I would have been a lot more successful, a lot faster. Uh, Mm -hmm. a lot of it comes from to being an accident, accidental entrepreneur, right? Like I didn't really sign up for this. I kind of just jumped into it. I think that the perfectionism piece held me back for a long, long time. Yeah, no, same. I mean, that's, I think it's really common just with people too. Cause like, it's an expert industry. If you're teaching stuff like this, or like you're being a coach and you see other people who are like way bigger than you. And you're like, (laughs) how am I supposed to like convince people to give me money? Like, how's this a thing? 1000%. Yes. So, well, (laughs) let's talk about it. Cause I love the topic of, um, imposter syndrome and overcoming that. I have a very simple system that I've just kind of learned and taught myself, uh, but I'd love to hear you. How did you kind of get over that to, cause at a certain point you had to, you were just like, yeah. did you just have enough data? What was it? Yeah, I think a lot of it was, I was following a lot of people that did what I did. And when I kept seeing things that they were doing, that was very, very similar to what I was doing. I was like, oh, okay. I I do know what I'm talking about, right? Like I just paid for this thing. They're the expert, but I already knew that that's how I did that. So a lot of it came with some of that information. Um, I actually read a book called Ordinary Superpowers by Mark Henson. And that was kind of a big trigger point for me because basically the whole premise is whatever comes natural and easy to you. There are many, many people that that that's not come natural to. And that was kind of a thing for me. I'm like, oh, That's why I feel like it's so easy. People shouldn't pay me to do it, but there are so many people that just are not good at organizing and managing their time. And when I read that, I was like, okay, here we go. I I can make a business out of this. (laughs) Yeah. I'm writing that down right now. I just don't want to forget original superpowers. Uh, Ordinary superpowers. Oh, whoops. And it's a, no, you're good. And it's a bright orange book and it's fun because he's actually a local author here in Columbus, Ohio. So of course, like always supporting local people. And I read it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> it's a, it's a th- under three hours of an audiobook. Yeah. It's a super short, fast read. Yeah. Wow. Another great book that's been really eye opening to me. I like ordinary superpowers. Just the name uh, is steel like an artist by Austin Kleon. Have you heard of that one? I haven't. I'm to write it's that really down. good. Yeah. And it's really interesting just about, cause that's been a book, a real big book that helped me overcome uh, like imposter syndrome and whatnot. Yeah. And he basically talks about how like everybody learns by copying and you kind of like, you had to learn how to do something by copying somebody else's yeah. tactic that they had. And then you applied it and um, you like started to learn. You're like, that's why I already know this stuff, you know? So yeah. I, you kind of had that social proof within yourself that I'm an expert enough in this to sell a product similar to what this person sells, yep. you know, and I, I could, I could help people with that. And that's really what it comes down to is just helping people. But he talks about a story, um, about like Kobe Bryant, famous basketball star, RIP. And he, um, Kobe Bryant was coming up in the space of, you know, basketball. And he studied from like the greats, like Michael Jordan and all these other people. And he tried to replicate what they were doing with their body and trying to shoot the way that they shot because he wanted to be like his heroes. Those yeah. were his heroes. But he ran into a challenge because he was learning a lot. It's just he couldn't really pull off the moves that they were pulling off because his body type was very different. Yep. And I was like, this is such a cool story. Uh, so he had to adapt the moves 
to fit his body type and to fit him uniquely. And then he became Kobe Bryant. And now he's a hero for other people. And I think it's so perfect with like entrepreneurship that it's, it's the same thing. Like we find people that we admire, you know, in the productivity space or business or fitness or whatever. And we're like, I want to be like that person. That's my role model. And then you like get in this point where it's like, I don't want to copy them. Right. (laughs) But like, how else do I kind of do this? You know? And then what about like intellectual property and all this other kind of stuff? But it's like, you kind of realize that everybody's teaching like the same stuff. It's just, yeah. That's well, that's what I came across is I was like, it's, it's pretty, there's no new information, right? Like everything has been replicated in some way, but you kind of take all of that and then put your spin on it. And that's what people are buying. Right. So like once I finally realized that I'm like, oh, okay, I actually know a lot of the stuff these big people know. I just need to spin it for myself in my own words and my own way. And then people will come to me if they resonate with me kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah, I love that story. I heard it great about um, like it's 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 finding a good process and then finding how you can bring you to the process. Yep. So, cause like everybody, there's a ton of people have a great process. You found a great right. process, you know, it's not necessarily unique. I don't know enough about it, but that's yeah. usually the case. Mine isn't, it's like people use it all the time and they have been for a long time, but yep. me teaching it is different because I have my own unique stories and experience related to that process. Yeah, so sure. now that we've squished the, um, <laughs> the bug of imposter syndrome, uh, let's talk about some productivity. Uh, I'd love to know just from you being a productivity expert, How do you kind of manage your time and focus throughout the day with everything you do? Yeah. Um, so I feel like it's a lot of planning and routines, right? And if Mm. you can get in a rhythm of like planning your week and planning your day, and then just following routines, that's where you can really get into the flow. Mm. Um, for me, I, I'm a minimalist. So like the least amount of tools possible, the least amount of things on my calendar possible. Like I just want less. And for me, I actually, I use my BCO buckets. So it stands for business development, client services, and operations. Mm. And it happens to be, you know, part of my company branding, but essentially every business has those three areas. And I try to block my time in those buckets where I'm blocking off time for sales and networking and follow-up. And then I'm blocking off time for clients and operations. I feel like a lot of the time blocking techniques, it gets too intricate. And I feel like Mm -hmm. that's why a lot of people can't kind of follow them. So I feel like by doing these buckets, it allows me to kind of be in one space and say like, okay, I'm going all in on client stuff. I'm not going to think about operations. I'm not going to think about sales, but I'm going to work on clients. And it allows me to bounce between client stuff in that block. So I, I feel like it's a lot of planning. It's a lot of just time blocking with those smaller blocks and, um, I use Asana to track everything. Mm, So I kind of like map out my entire day within Asana and Google calendar Mm -hmm. and then just check stuff off and get it done. Yeah. No, I'm a big fan of um, big time blocks for sure because I love time blocking. And um, I think that, yeah, I agree that people kind of micromanage and make too like small. Yeah, they're like, I'm going to work on this between 11 and 1130. I'm like, yeah, until the dominoes fall down and that. That doesn't work out. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Or something slaps you in the face. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the way that I do it is like I have um, my kind of buckets for the day. I have like a self-care bucket, which is yep. typically in the morning before I start work. And that's yeah. like going to the gym, um, cleaning myself up, you know, yep. nourishing, eating food and that kind of stuff. And that's like me yeah. time. And then uh, I have my work bucket, which is from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. So five hours of just like really focused work. And I'm yeah. not thinking about anything else. And in my time block, it's a red time block, but I, I just write work and that's what I've copied it across. But I also use my Google calendar as like a, um, 
a to-do list where I, in the time block for the quote unquote event, yeah. I just write instead of work, um, I'll like say what like gonna do. what I'm going to do. And I pick like, yeah. you know, one to three tasks, like less is more obviously. And then after that, after 2 PM from three to like 8 PM is a huge time block with just family and friends. And that's where I just focus on that. And then obviously the biggest one is my sleep time block, but I even put yeah. my sleep <laughs> on my calendar. So I love it. I love that, it. Yeah. You yeah. gotta, you gotta have sleep. It really, it makes a difference. And I think that was one of the biggest things for me when I started being more productive, I was able to sleep more because I had systems in place that handled everything mm. and I have to think about it. And I, I remember back in the very early days when I was way burnout and overwhelmed and didn't have systems. I would wake up in the middle of the night, like, oh my gosh, I forgot to do these things. Right. I forgot to send this to this client. And I feel like the more I got systems and like routines in place, I don't right. have that ever. And it's yeah. great. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like you can, you have less on your mind because you know yeah. it's in the system. And that's yeah. like, that's so true. Um, the less we have to focus on, the greater our focus will be the time yes. we need it. What that. let's kind of talk about systems a bit more. Cause it's, it's a broad term. People say you yep. got to systemize your business, <laughs> systemize. And it's, um, what kind of systems I guess, do you have that have really helped you or that you find you've been helping with your clients? Yeah, for sure. And I think that word is really scary for people too. Cause mm -hmm. they're like, Oh my gosh, I have no systems in my business. I'm just winging it. It's, I just do what I need to do. And I feel like people do have systems. They're probably just not they, efficient systems. Yes. So that's what I was going to say is like, everyone has some kind of system because it really is just like that A to Z of how you're doing something. Right. right. So if you're writing a blog post, what are the steps to get that blog post published? That's mm -hmm. a system. And the more you can document that, the more you can put that into some sort of tool or technology, that's going to help you really amplify that and take a lot of that off your plate. Um, I do also make sure that people like don't try to automate broken processes because I know mm -hmm. automation is like a super hot term. Everybody's sure. like, oh, I want to automate everything. And I'm like, well, you have to make sure your processes are really clean first before we do that. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like as soon as you say system, they're like, oh, I have none of those. And that's tech. And like, I don't do tech. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's like the two things I hear. So um, for me, the, the biggest ones, honestly, is like that project and task management tool. That is the key to my business. That's how I'm able to outsource to my team. That's how I'm able to keep track of ideas. That's how I'm able to execute my tasks that I have to get done super quickly. Um, that's huge. And I think every single entrepreneur has to have some sort of project and task management system. You use Asana, right? I have Asana. Yep. Okay, cool. And I've tried them all. I've, uh, Trello was a big one for me for a while in the first couple of years of my business. And then I kind of upgraded when I, when I started doing like a podcast and membership and that sort of thing. But that is my go-to. I feel like it's so easy to use and also can be complex and like have automation and workflows if you want. And it's pretty universal as far as like who can use it. Um, another system people need is a CRM. If you are an entrepreneur and don't right. have a CRM, go get one. <laughs> Which one do you recommend? Um, uh, so I work with a lot of solopreneurs and I use 17 hats, but I really love pipe drive. If you have a team of more than three people, um, mm. pipe drive is super clean and like visual and easy to use, but mm. you just have to have somewhere to keep track of your leads. Um, cool. it, it's crazy. The amount of entrepreneurs I've talked to and they're like, oh yeah, I don't have a CRM. And I'm like, you're literally leaving money on the table. <laughs> yeah. What do you, what do you look for in a good CRM? Cause I mean, people can hear that and be very yeah, knowledgeable about for it. So sure. what do you recommend? Um, it definitely, it has to work with like how your brain looks at things. Like if you're mm. super visual, it needs to be super visual. It has to be easy to use. Cause I think that's the biggest reason people don't have one is they don't feel like they can 
use it quickly or go in and know what they're doing. Um, I think the more you can integrate is from a sales process standpoint. So like proposals, quotes, signatures, any CRM that kind of puts that all in one place is helpful too. Cause you can kind of take that person through the whole sales process. Mm. Um, yeah, so it, it really depends, depends on what you do, how you work. Like there's so many different things, but you've got to, when you go into it, as long as it kind of looks like it would work for you as far as like visual versus lists versus, you know, those different types of things. I feel like that's kind of a starting point. Mm. Um, and then the mobile app is huge too. I think mm. is everybody's on the go. You've got to have access to it mobily for sure. Interesting. I've heard from some people that they get rid of those, um, business apps and I've, I've actually done this too okay. on the, on the phone. Yep. Because, but it depends on your lifestyle and your business and the way you want your business to be set up is what I, yeah. my conclusion I've come to. Yep. Um, the challenge that I face and why it works for me is like not having like, like YouTube studio as an example. You know, if you're growing on YouTube, so it's like you want to dig into your analytics and constantly be on your phone and just like nerding out on it. Yeah. Um, I don't like to have those apps on my phone because if I'm with family and friends, sometimes we'll go yes. on our phone and then yeah. I have the tendency to want to dive into that. And yeah. then I'm back into like worker mode. Work mode. Yeah. yeah. Now I will say, make sure you turn off all your notifications. If you have any business app on your phone, mm. I just like to, if I need to access it, I like to have, I, I have mine in a folder. Like I have a business folder, so it's kind of hidden. I have to like actually dig into it. A couple more steps. Um, You're like, I'm, yeah, I'm too lazy right now. Gotta, I'm good. You got to go through extra steps to get there and all the notifications are off, but I do like to have it available if I need to like be out on ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I, yeah, I think it really comes down because I've heard that yeah. from people and I've noticed it myself that I was just on it too much and paying yeah. too much attention to it where I'd rather just yeah. have it on my computer because yep. then I sit here and when I'm on my computer, I'm in work mode. Yep. Um, so that, that makes, makes it total sense. For yeah. Sure. But you got to know yourself. Yeah. Got to know yourself. That's, I mean, productivity, honestly, all of it comes down to knowing yourself and how you work. <laughs> Customized productivity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So as you, as you've, let's actually talk a little bit about that. As you've gained more experience in um, just like managing yourself as like your own business owner, what do you feel has become more important to you and why in terms of your productivity? Yeah, my weekly planning routine is a non-negotiable. Um, I sit down either on Thursday evenings or Friday mornings because Friday Fridays for me, I have blocked off and it's really up to me what I do, right? It can be a complete personal day. I can do catch up if I want, like I can work or not. A lot of times we're traveling, but either Thursdays or Fridays, I'm planning out the whole next week. I'm looking at goals for the month to see what still needs to happen. I'm looking at appointments for the week. I'm looking at what tasks I can fill in between appointments. I'm looking at personal time. I'm literally planning the whole thing out. And if I don't do that, it will probably not be a successful week. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then the other piece to that, I actually have my three P's of productivity process. It's an end of day routine. And I honestly, from a work standpoint, I think that for me is more important than like a morning routine. Now, mm -hmm. granted, I still have like my morning self-care, water, like reading, all of that kind of stuff. But the end of day routine, it really helps me like recalibrate and reset for the next day because we all know you can plan out an entire week and then Monday comes and the whole plan is like yeah. got knocked over, right? So end of day for me, I process all of my notes from the day. I plan the next day, make sure everything's still on track. And then I prepare to make sure I have everything I need to execute the plan. So mm. it's kind of like that reset so that I can turn my brain off and have everything ready to go for the next day. Those two routines for me, non-negotiable, like have to happen. 
And I think the more that I've done those, the more I've recognized increase in productivity, increase in income, increase in getting stuff done and increase in free time and being able to take off work more. Mm. So process, plan and prepare. Those are your three P's? Process, plan and prepare. Every day at the end of the day. Every day, end of day. And if I don't do it, I know the next next day that that didn't happen. (laughs) Right. So I'd like to kind of pick your brain about like, um, giving ourselves permission, I guess, to take more time away from our business. Uh, do you recommend waiting till a certain point? What's your take on work-life balance? Uh, Do you think that we should just like make a plan and just stick with it and figure it out? I'm kind of (laughs) curious. Yeah. Um, I think a couple of things. So work-life balance, especially for parents is mm. a little bit harder just because seasons of school and kids and, and that sort of thing. I've got twin daughters that are 10. So that can be, it can be different too, just kind of like wherever you're at in life. But I think it does go by seasons, right? We're all going to have crazy seasons where it's a lot harder to stick mm. to things than not. Right. And that. I'm actually in one of those right now. We're getting ready to move into an RV in August. The kids are finishing up school right now. Like things are kind of hectic. And I think that there can be balance, but you have to be very intentional with it. And you've mm-hmm. got to put it on the calendar. Like you have got to block off that time. I block off time for game nights every single week. I block off Fridays so that I can take Fridays off. I think if you're not intentional with it and block it off on your calendar, and you're in the hustle season and like brand new part of your business, it's not going to happen. Um, so again, knowing yourself, knowing if you follow boundaries, knowing if you like follow a calendar, if you're good at managing your time, all of that comes into play. Um, but I, I do feel like lifestyle has to have, you've got to put lifestyle stuff in first or you will burn out. Like it's inevitable at some point you're going to burn out if you don't take time for yourself. Right. Yeah. I I am a firm believer. And if it doesn't go on the calendar, it doesn't happen. Yeah. So, and I I mean, everybody who I've ever met, spoken with or studied who is very productive, they do the same thing. So I was like, I have an entire like days by design training that that's exactly what we do. I'm like, you need to put lifestyle stuff first, put lunch on the calendar, put time off on the calendar, put vacation on the calendar, like go through, fill it up with personal stuff, then fill it in with business things. And a lot of times people don't put like admin time on the calendar. They don't put client time on the calendar. If you don't put that on there, you you're going to fill your calendar and that stuff still has to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, and then really just like those routines and stuff. So it's, it's building that calendar lifestyle first. That's definitely huge for me. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. One thing I wanted to talk about with like the vacation stuff is I feel like, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too. Uh, my girlfriend and I are actually going to Sweden in like three weeks for two weeks. It'll be really fun. Amazing. It is going to be amazing. I have a lot of family out there and we were getting ready to leave and I felt this like hesitation in myself of like, can I do that? You know? (laughs) And I'm like, I was like, Oh, you know, I got to pay for like the flight and all this. And like, I I want in my vision for my future, you know, it's like, yeah, I want to take off trips without that hesitation. And I feel like it's kind of those times where we get to live into that growth piece of like, that's what the future me does. So I'm going to do it. Um, I think vacation time is really big for our soul, for, you know, business ideas to flow. I'm not going to do work. I'm setting up my business. So I have systems and everything set. So for when I'm going out, everything's going to be scheduled. So my business will be working while I'm 
chilling in Sweden. Yep. And I'm, I'm, I'm reading one book and it's Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson. That's the book I've yeah. chosen. And um, I just wanted to study some stuff from that and then apply it when I get back. Uh, but I think it's really nourishing for ourselves to do that. The hesitation is that like, we can feel like we're not ready, even though we can see the benefit in it. So what do you kind of recommend for like taking vacations and the importance inside of that? Yeah, no, it's, I mean, they're definitely important. Like you said, the ideas come out. I, I, every time I go on vacation, I have like all of these things just like start coming out. I'm like, oh my gosh, I should create this course. And I have this idea for a podcast. And like, Mm -hmm. it just, when you get out of your like day-to-day element, it really frees up so much space. So it is super, super crucial. Um, I know it could be hard at the beginning of business when you're maybe not making as much money or maybe you are still like in the day-to-day grind, or even if you're like a nine to five and you're side hustling, like it can be difficult, but you've got to spend some sort of time for yourself for vacation, whether that even just be a weekend of like going away, even to like a local Airbnb or a hotel, like just get, you've got to get out of that Mm day-to-day. But again, planning, right? It all comes down to planning it, making sure it's on the calendar, making sure you've accounted for time. Um, But it's, it's crucial. Because mm. if you don't do it, you're going to burn out because yeah. you're, you need to take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think that if you're listening to this and you hear that and you're like, I really yeah. wanted to go to <laughs> Bali or right? something, it's like, <laughs> you just have to do it. You know, I told yeah. my girlfriend that we were like, oh, should we, should we do it? You know, it was like time to like do and it. it I mean, I think yeah. even when you get to that space where you can do it, you still hesitate. Cause you're like, Oh, yeah. I feel guilty. Like taking time off. Right. That, well, that's the thing is like, it, it does apply to people who are like starting out, but even the people who are like really doing well in their business and they're just in yeah. the routine to like break that routine and like yep. take two weeks off. And it's like, is your yep. business still going to do okay and get leads and make sales and offers and whatnot when you're doing a vacation, you know? Yeah. So it is pretty interesting. Um, cool, Brittany. Well, where can people connect with you? Where can they learn more about you and the work you're doing? Yeah. Um, best place is probably our website. It's bcohq.co. Um, like I said, we have our days by design kind of mini challenge that we've got. Um, I have a productivity on purpose, like membership that we do. It's like co-working and accountability to help entrepreneurs get stuff done. Um, and then probably Instagram is the best as far as social media. So it's Brittany and co dot consulting over there. And then we're actually getting ready to head out and live in an RV and start a whole new business. And it's the Dixon detour. So anybody wants to follow along on an RV trip and all of the adventures with that. Super. Is that (laughs) going to be like a YouTube series or something? Yeah, I think we're going to end up doing some YouTube and then obviously, you know, some of the other social media and stuff, but, um, yeah, like a vlog of all things living in an RV with two kids, two dogs and a husband. (laughs) Sounds like an adventure. We'll see how it goes. I'll let you know in like September, October, how living in 400 square feet with all of those people is. (laughs) Super cool. Right on. Okay. Well, for the listener, take that one thing that really stood out for you. That's kind of sticking in your ear right now and uh, just try applying it this week. That's all you can do. Action is your only superpower implementation. That's it. No one's going to build this thing for you, except for you. You can hire Brittany or me and we can give you the whole road set, uh, roadmap and whatnot. But like, you just got to put in the time experiment, see if time blocking works for you. Put the, put the trip on the calendar, whatever it is, um, and get over your imposter syndrome. So you can start crushing your goals. Take what you learned here, get out there and make something happen. And we will see you in the next one.